ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our sermon series, Stories, where we will get to hear different testimonies from our church and learn how to share our own unique story of faith. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have Pastor Devon. What's up? Gave a great sermon last week. Amen. Uh, we got Darby and we have Hello. Ivan. And so we will be uh, going through the, the sermon today, giving uh, some just insights, just uh, uh, breaking it down a little bit more. We're starting a new series uh, called Stories, and we're going to dive into different testimonies and kind of learn a little bit more about that and even learn some things about uh, people in our church a little bit more. So I'm looking forward to this this uh, sermon series here. But um, to kick us off, Devon, since you preached last week, gave a great uh, message. Um, any Anything that came out of that as far as uh, interactions or how did you feel that you did? How do I feel I did? Because well, <laughs> I texted you and I said, that, you did a great sermon. You did. Week. You texted me. You know, the church responded very well to the message, um, which I'm very grateful for. Center Point Church is full of love, full of God's people that shows their love and knows how to show their love. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, a lot of positivity has come out, come out of that. Um, just being able to share um, <laughs> a lot of words. Uh, one word that stood out was being vulnerable, which I am. Uh, I do struggle with. So praise God. Thank you for that. Thank you, Eric. You did great. Yeah. Is there, um, I guess, yeah, so just to kick us off, Darby, this is the first time you've been on on the podcast. How's yeah. your summer going? Any it's trips good. planned or it's anything? Good. Yeah, I got to hang out with a lot of my friends and just kind of relax from after college and being in the mm. go, go, go. Now I can kind of just breathe a little bit and prepare for the next season of what God has in store for me. Nice. Hey, man, Darby. <laughs> good to have that. So, Darby, you kind of grew up in the church here. Yeah. And so— um, I guess, yeah, looking back on it, kind of going away and coming back, what what's one thing that you feel like makes Centerpoint just unique here? Or what what's like your favorite part about kind of getting back into here after kind of going away for a little bit? Yeah, I like the posture of our, like the church's hearts during worship. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ever on stage, which I was, I had the opportunity to play <laughs> a few times um, on Sunday for the piano. And it's just amazing to see how the church worships and how they respond um, and kind of what we talked about at youth camp as leaders was setting the tone. And mm-hmm. so I think that the leadership here does a really good job of setting the tone for how we should worship and how we should respond to God's word. So that's oh. what I love about Center Point. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And Ivan? Yes, sir. How go with you? <laughs> um, it's always better when I get into the house of God here. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the Bible saying, like you were saying, mm-hmm. you, you can feel God's love. You know, in his presence, his love in the house. Like, I actually got excited about you today, Devon. Like, it's like Devon's one of my best friends. We don't even hang out that much. But I know he's so for me, so got my back. Such a reflection of Christ's love um, that I get excited about the friendship. You know, the encouragement, how he speaks truth and life. You know, it's like, that's the word of God. You know, that's that's the love of God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like you're saying, Darby, with the worship, you you, you yeah. see that posture of yeah. uh, of service, right. you know, one to another and to honor and glorify God. So I love that. And I love the fact that you ask great questions. <laughs> you're so perfect. Oh, Eric. well, thanks. Uh, I try. But the um, so kind of diving into the, the sermon here today, uh, we got a, a great sermon from Pastor Tom. He kind of started off talking about uh, different fears and then going into uh, the book of Mark, and he kind of gave that that story about the demon-possessed 
man and casting the spirit out of him into the pigs and everything. And so uh, kind of a crazy story. And but he kind of tied it all in about how after the fact, you know, the guy wanted to follow Jesus, but he kind of had different plans for him. He had the plan of him staying there in his hometown and sharing uh, the word and Testified. sharing his own, his own his own testimony. Um, is there anything that kind of stood out to you just in that story? Any anything that rang a little bit different to you today? Because it's a story I've, I've heard before, but uh, just hearing it today, is there anything in particular that you guys uh, connected with? All that wasted bacon. <laughs> all I knew you were going to say that. Roast. Uh-huh. It just ended up into the water. I mean, just all of it. Just <laughs> it's all wasted. Gone. And then, you know, re- realizing that it was 2,000 yeah. pigs that went over, how mm-hmm. powerful was were those demons mm-hmm. and right. how simply God called them out. That's what stood out to me. That was different. You know, mm-hmm. 2,000 pigs went over a ledge. Because God said, a lot of bacon. Go. Yeah, a, lot a lot of bacon. bacon. I'm a vegetarian, so you <laughs> Okay, Ivan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Slightly black and pescatarian. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, just, just thinking about that and the, the demon possession there and how that must have been a crazy thing to witness uh, if you were there. But um, I guess one thing that kind of stands out to me when I'm thinking about demon possession and when I think about that and spiritual warfare about, you know, I often wrestle with the question of how do we, how do we like take personal responsibility and not blame everything on this spiritual warfare, this, you know, these demons out there and everything. And how do we take our own responsibility versus kind of being able to highlight when this is true kind of spiritual warfare? Is there anything that comes to mind for that? Um, what well, our special guest is uh, just you, give, you give might as well go acknowledge right. her, right? Yeah. Yeah. As well. You might as well. <laughs> Who's this? This is so. If you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> what you're hearing cooing and, and talking over here is my granddaughter Nayara, who just she won't listen to Grandpa and saying, <laughs> "I'm telling her to be quiet," and she just won't do it. So she might be She's answering the question. She might be answering the question. You're absolutely right. She has a lot to say. So as we continue this podcast. She might be the one to give us what we need. So That's right. I'm, I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna. I'm not even gonna try to keep it quiet anymore. Just so you know. <laughs> Let's keep going. Is she saying any words? Yes. A lot. No. Okay. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like what Pastor Tom he highlighted. I didn't see it before. Uh, when he highlighted the fact that, um, you know, with the two thousand pigs going to be the the the, uh, the the fruit of Satan in his dominion. You know, the spirit of this is destruction. Is death and how that manifested in that way so easily, you know, these creatures, um, you know, because I'm the first one, as soon as he tells the story, I'm like, oh, poor pigs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But, you know, to to witness that, you know, in play, you know, the demons came out and what was their intention was to destroy, was to kill mm. and to rob the people of in that you know scenario, their food, their livestock, their livelihood. Um, I never really noticed that. Yeah, and in, they, the, in the story, they were. Oh, it, I think he said that they were even like begging to go there. You know, he could have done a lot worse to him, and so that was kind of the um, him showing, I guess, a little um, grace towards them, just you know, casting them into the the pigs there because you know um, they were begging for for that because he could have done a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just just that concept of you know, Jesus is is powerful than 
anything that we're, we're going to come across and just how do we put our, you know, faith, trust in, in that and knowing that he's already won, he's already defeated all already. of this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to just take a minute and focus for me, because we're talking about stories and this is going to, this, this series is new today, right? With stories. What a, the angle of the story from that man that was possessed. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the joy mm-hmm. that he had when he no longer had yeah. to deal with that? Mm-hmm. But his story before that, he was casted out. You know, mm-hmm. he, he was, you know, he wasn't welcomed. Right. He wasn't welcomed because of what was going on, because of the things that were going on in his life. So how God transitioned that, mm-hmm. I think that's important for us to recognize that, that God gave that man a brand new story. Yeah. Right. Gave him a brand new life, a new lease on life, a, a newness to his life that he would have never, I'm pretty sure he didn't have any hopes of doing until Jesus came along. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I don't want us to miss that. If I, you know, well, I like, that yeah, what's the scripture says? Something like he who was forgiven much loves much. Yeah. So he's like, I want to give my whole life to you. I want to follow you. I want to serve you. And Christ, you know, go and give you a testimony, which is the other part of this yeah. sermon. We're just coming back to basically, you know, the gospels. Great Commission, share the good news. Mm-hmm. Tell tell them you know, what I've done. Yeah. Um, your yeah. your point. You were talking about you know where's the rubber meet the road. You know, um, one of the things I had a pastor say one time. He said, um, uh, "A crisis. He's he's saved us from the penalty of sin. Um, he saved us from the power of sin." Mm-hmm. And ultimately, one day, he'll save us from the presence of sin, mm. you know, and, and really uh, knowing we do have power over sin, you know, so it's kind of, okay, he saved me from the penalty, that's the cross, you know, he saved me from the power of sin, so he's going back to, you know, the man had a demon, but I heard Pastor, uh, Pastor Mark one time over Calvary used to say, he said, the Holy Spirit doesn't have a roommate called a demon, so with the Holy Spirit living within us, we have the powers there, you know. And ultimately one day, you know, from the presence of sin in God's presence, you know, no more tears, no more pain, no more death. Um, yeah. And yeah, just, just thinking about that, how, how there is power in his story, but, you know, sometimes we get into that trap of, we don't feel like there's power in our, our own story just right. because it doesn't look as theatrical and grandiose as, you know, what we read there in yeah. that story yeah. and how that can be a deterrent for us to, to share our testimony. Yeah. And so, um, is there anything that comes to mind with that or is there any, any That's other funny. points that you guys think, what, what do you, what do you feel like stops people from sharing their testimony? Yeah. Well, Pastor Tom called that evangelophobia, which mm-hmm. is the fear of sharing the good news, <laughs> <That's funny>. um, <laughs> which I thought was very unique. Is that a made up word or um, is that real? I honestly don't know. You have to ask him probably after this. Interview him. Let's Google that. Um, yeah, and he talked about how there's like no excuses or no exceptions to us yeah. sharing our story. Um, and sometimes, like you said, it may not be as dramatic or theatrical as we think it needs to be. But sometimes it's just simply following an obedience of like God's telling me to share what happened in my life, mm-hmm. and so like He can use that. And as long as you know we're focused on Him and doing it for His kingdom and for His glory, that He can use. Our story, which is, as Pastor Tom said, his story, mm-hmm. um, to reach other people. And so, you know, it's all of our jobs. It's not just Pastor Tom's job or just the leadership in the church's job. It's every single person who calls themselves a Christian's job to share, you know, their story of mm-hmm. what God did. And he said there are like three elements, which is, you know, my life before Christ, 
my life, um, how my encounter with Jesus, how he changed my life, and then my life after, which is, you know, obviously that power pivot. Of God. Yeah, the power of God. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the big excuses, I guess, now is, you know, I don't know if I'm qualified enough or I don't know if, you know, my story can impact another person. And it may not be the person that you have in mind to impact, but, you know, I've heard stories of God, you know, using people to uh, reach those who may be around them who aren't listening, that maybe it's not someone you intend to reach, mm-hmm. but it's someone who needed to be reached. Yeah. And so, you know, just starting with, you know, if God's calling me to share this part of my story, then it has just as much power as the story of the guy in the Bible, mm-hmm. because our God is still the same. He is still as powerful and he can still use us. And that's just one of the big things that I took away is that sometimes we disqualify ourselves when God's already called us. And so he's going to qualify us. So we kind of let our fear of what other people are going to say, or maybe it's not going to work the way we want, kind of prevent us from uh, going out into what God's calling us to do. Yeah, that's that's super important, that, that fear of inadequacy that we feel like we don't have the answers. And if we share a story, well, they're going to ask me questions now, and I right. really don't really know all the answers that I, that I have. And so we just ended up, you know, skipping the two steps and just, you know, stopping at the, at the beginning, just not even sharing the story. And that's obviously a tactic of uh, the, devil. You know, the devil. And yeah. so, Silence. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think about I, every, anytime we talk about the, um, you know, demons and uh, possession, think of the screw tape letters. We've, you mm-hmm. know, mentioned that, you know, various times on the, the podcast before, but I just think of, you know, what tactics are, uh, is the devil using here, uh, but is there anything else that comes to mind from from that where we're thinking about what is keeping people from sharing their testimonies? I, I would just I would I would say or interject to say sometimes people don't know they have a story. Mm. Um, they don't think that not necessarily that it's not worthy. They just don't know what their story is. You know that they yeah. they were here, they were there, and now they're here. Mm-hmm. They we miss. I'm gonna not even gonna say they. We sometimes miss the in between and how God transformed that and how He made things new, how how He made things different. We don't realize that's him. Just, you know, we don't realize that's him. And it actually gives power to the enemy because we don't realize that it's him. We right. we forget, you know, that it's him moving in us or moving for us and moving before us, um, not giving him the power when it comes to that. Um, so I think sometimes yeah. people don't realize they have a story. Yeah. Or just people that have grown up in the church that just say, you know, mm-hmm. I've always kind of just been here and it's yeah. just, yeah. that's my story. But I feel like there there is power in that. You know, no, it is all right, we'll, we'll, it we'll, saves you. I mean, exactly. that's the thing. It's like yeah. your qualifiers. Am I saved? Mm-hmm. And then is it power? Did it save me from, you know, eternally right. from hell? That's power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if we realize that, it, it, there's a lyric line goes, what was it? Uh, I ain't got, it goes, I ain't got no horror story. God save me my youth. I gave him all the glory. You know, not <laughs> everybody's got that, you know, gnarly testimony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us do. So God still gets the glory. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still, it's, it's powerful. And then, like you said, People around you is like, uh, was it St. Francis of Assisi? He said something like, go into all the world and preach the gospel and whenever necessary, use words. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the word of God mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it. But, um, you know, you don't even know. You were saying, you know, I have a hope for this person, but this other person's watching my life. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, we're supposed to be living epistles read of men, yeah. you know, that they can read the Bible right. basically by watching your your life, how you love, right. how you serve. Yeah. Give. Yeah. And— you know, there's like that, you know, social pressure as well that people have that, you know, if I, 
if I share mm-hmm. this, you know, is there going to be negative consequences in my life? You know, if I, if I share this yeah. at work, if, is my coworkers mm-hmm. going to look at me differently and think, you know, um, you know, am I not going to fit into those social circles that have kind of created this comfort in my life and everything. And so there, there is that, that fear, but, um, you know, every time I'm going back to, you know, why people are not sharing their, their, their testimony. And, and yeah. I'm very victim of this as well, but it, it mm. comes back to that fear. And, you know, Pastor Tom started with that, um, that quote, uh, yeah. you know, uh, there's nothing to fear, but fear itself. Right. And so, you know, just thinking about that, that quote and just, you know, how powerful that is, how powerful fear can be uh, in just deterring us Such from doing, you know, the things that we're called to do. You're uh, not, fear not. How many times yeah. did you say fear not? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ivan mentioned a song that I love to hear because it simplifies things. Um, it's by the by, uh, by the truth, and it's mm-hmm. called uh, My Story. Um, the first verse is: I thought my testimony was less than holy. I thought I was less. I thought I was less blessed than my homies. Just confessing only the big sins. I thought that was a badge of honor. I thought that I had to have a mm-hmm. story that was packed with drama. But I ain't ever been shot. No big crimes. Um. I shot no big crimes. Never smoked weed, never drank. I never did at the time. I grew up with both parents both cheering me on, teaching me basic things like no swearing, no swearing son. We, the simplicity in this man's story, mm-hmm. he doesn't realize that's somebody else's glory. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, it, he didn't have this big dramatic change. Mm-hmm. It was always there. It was a consistent moving of God's grace and God's protection. Mm-hmm. And we, I think we sometimes just uh, forget that and move that move past that. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's big just because, yeah, the whole, um, concept of just, you know, my story might, may not impact this person the way that, you know, I think it should, or, you know, but even just coming back to it, maybe, maybe that story impacts them a year or two down the road and they can come back to you and say, you know, you told me this about, you know, your testimony. You told me that this is how Jesus impacted. And now I'm going to go in through something similar. And, Mm -hmm. um, how blessed is it when that happens in your life? You know, somebody, you don't you at least expect this to happen, and someone comes and say, hey, man. I had a buddy one time, he said, hey, don't tell anybody, but I got saved. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I want to set an altar up right there. Right. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. know, because I had talked to this guy for a while, and, you know, we just didn't talk about the gospel anymore, you know, that much. Yeah. Just love him. And um, two yeah. years later, he comes and says <laughs> that. I thought it was cute. Yeah. It's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to share, you know, your your past sometimes. It's hard to share, you know, where you are at because you have to uh, kind of go through that dark time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is that, that you know, the difference that we've kind of shared here. It, it may not look like this, you know, drastic change or this big eventful story. It may just be um, just the evolution of generations of, you know, people that have been in the church, which is just as powerful of a story. Yes, it and is. So, yeah. mm-hmm. um, he sees it. And so I think just recognizing that and hearing from people in the church and feeling more comfortable of, of how to share your, your story with people. Um, you know, he, he gave us a, a, a kind of last calling at the end with, um, you know, this week, look for an opportunity to tell your story every day, pray that for the opportunity and write your three minute story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that com- comes to mind uh, with the points that we made there? Before I before I like throw Darby <laughs> under the bus, I remember Ivan just giving me a, a piece of his testimony in passing about a particular situation. The brother was finishing school and 
he needed to go where his school was. You were, uh, you were at school online. Yeah. Um, he was finishing up his um, seminary degree, um, finishing up his bachelor's at seminary. So he had to go to school to, um, to finish things up. And school was in Texas. He went from Florida to Texas to finish this up. And my brother was sleeping in his car. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a place to stay, but he knew God had called him to finish this. So he went out there to do it. And God used someone else Amen. to give him a place to stay. Yeah. Mm. Exceedingly abundantly above anything I can think of imagine. <laughs> <laughs> he did that for you. Yeah, right. And when you told me that, how that encouraged me drug. that God is watching all times and will use those that you don't think he's going to use to do what he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge encouragement for me. In that, in its simplicity, that was a huge encouragement for me. But now I'm just going to toss just uh, <laughs> Darby you. right under the bus. Thank You're you, so Mr. welcome. <laughs> You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Yeah. Well, as someone who's grown up in the church, I think it can be um, kind of difficult. Or I guess sometimes you feel like you're hindered to share your story because, you know, like I said, it's maybe not be a dramatic change from someone who's never known Christ and then comes to know him and then starts living, you know, life for him. And then you've kind of just been in the church. So you've been in that faith and you've been surrounded by it that sometimes we don't realize what a big blessing is. Ivan and said yeah. it is to be around people who, you know, encourage you and have the same passion for that. Because I know my grandfather was a pastor Mm. and my mom is just a strong, like everyone in my family is just a strong person of faith on that side Mm. of family. And so it's just an encouragement. And what I tell the youth is like when we were at camp, you know, don't let this opportunity pass you by that you have Mm. the opportunity to be here. You have the opportunity to worship God that some people, you know, would kill for, you know, to be in the position where you Mm. are, where they can worship without fear of, you know, someone coming to take their life. But ultimately we're living for something bigger than that, right? Bigger than what is on this earth. And so, you know, you should always be grateful, I guess, having that heart posture of being grateful for what God's doing that, you know, it may not be something big, but if you're pursuing him every day that he's going to work in your life, it may not be something that you see, but maybe in 10 years you can look back and go, wow, I really changed, you know, from how I was acting or how I was treating people to being more compassionate and to be more loving towards them. And it can be just minor differences of working on, you know, making God your everything because it can be really difficult when you're in the church to be stagnant in your faith because you're around it so much that you don't Mm -hmm. realize what a big blessing it is to be saved. And so sometimes you have to go out, like it said, into the world and to look around and see there are so many people out there that don't even know or I've heard of God. And to me, that was so eye-opening when I went to college is because we were doing a Christianity class and someone had never heard of God. And I was like, you're, you're insane, right? Because, I mean, everyone knows of a God. Uh-huh. Um, but just that, you know, where you're at can be used by Him in any particular way that He's called you to. So it's really just listening to those little nudges. And if you're spending time with Him mm-hmm. and letting the Spirit fill you and lead you and guide you, there's nothing that He can't do through you. And I think that, you know, focusing on him and keeping him first and foremost, especially when you're serving at church, it can become very tiring if you're not getting filled up. Um, So kind of just letting him lead you through that and just spending more time, as Pastor Tom said, like more and more every day. It should be something that you focus on even when we don't feel like it because, you know, God will use the little things in your life. Amen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, if you don't turn these mics off, oh we done. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> no, but the um but yeah, I think that you touched on uh there that you know your your testimony is is a is a process and evolves as you, you know, yeah, kind yeah. of dive in, into faith. And so right. if you're not updating, I guess, or diving into where your testimony has has brought you, if you're just kind of saying, 
this is where I started and then I was saved and that's it. And you just tell that story through the end of your days. I don't, yeah. you're not, you're not growing. You're not, you're not able to, to develop that. And I, I kind of think of it the way of like, you know, we, we celebrate a lot of times people getting married, the, the newlyweds, but we yeah. don't often celebrate the people that have been married for 50 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. And so how much wisdom is in that? you know, marriage that's lasted and how much wisdom is then that believer that has been, you know, for 50 plus years. And so, yeah. um, you know, that, that was a, a thing that just came to mind there, but that's you know. discipleship though, right? I mean, that's yeah. the sanctification process. That's the, mm-hmm. you save me eternally. And I'm looking at my life. He saves me daily, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and to appreciate that every bit as much. Yeah. It's not like a one and done thing where you're saved and okay, I can continue living my life the way yeah. I was before, or yeah. I know I'm saved now, but you're not pursuing that relationship the relationship can't grow if you're not spending time with the other person. The marriage the can't, word. Yeah, yeah, marriage can't work if you're not communicating with them or spending time with them. Definitely. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Any any last thoughts, Devon, before you just run out of here? Because I know you're ready to get out of here. <laughs> it's lunchtime. <laughs> my grandbaby actually fell asleep. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to stay here for a little That's while impressive. longer. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, I, I think that we just have to talk about our faith. We have to yeah. talk about um, our God and what he's done. Um, and so that does mean we have to take time and look at what he's done. We have to spend time in our, our own reflection to see what he's done and how he's done it for us. That way we can tell somebody else. Yeah. Definitely. Write it down. I mean, I love that's what Pastor Tom was saying. Yeah. You know, number one, write down your testimony. I got a 30, I got my elevator testimony, <laughs> you know, 30 seconds, which, yeah. you know, wasn't a horror story, but quickly. I wasn't a drug dealer, but I didn't pay for what I used. I was an alcoholic, but it was my bottle of mezcal. The worm was mine. It's what it took for me to get my drink on. You have sex, drugs, rock and roll, data strippers, and a lot of my friends are dead. Yeah, that's the 30 second. And I get to share that a lot with, you know, playing music and, you know, just having jobs out and just working with people. Yeah. You know, just doing life. Um, seeing people, like you said, people who are, they don't understand how much God loves them. Yeah. How to fall in love with that and trade all of that. Right. With just his love. Yeah. Like Adrian Rogers used to say something like that. Why do we uh, trade the smile of God for the grin of Satan. Why do we trade love mm-hmm. for lust? Mm-hmm. You know, if they understood what it is that you have to share, mm-hmm. and that's me too. The phobias, I can't, I have a phobia <laughs> against public speaking, mm-hmm. great anxiety against having a mic in my face. <laughs> and I feel like the Lord said, look, my love is greater for my people than your fear. Yeah. If Amen. I say go, you go. Yeah. Uh-oh. Amen. Definitely. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I'm looking forward to this uh, this series, but the challenge, you know, going into uh, the end of this week is to uh, take an uh, opportunity to tell your story every day, pray for that opportunity, and write out your three-minute story. And looking forward to hearing uh, from people in the church. But uh, other than that, have a great day. Thank you. All right. Thank you, guys.